What's up, everybody? It's Cameron here. Nicole on the floor. She's back back on the floor coming to you. Uh, welcome to I'm Not Crazy. True welcome. crime and ghosts and all the... And whatever nonsense we are into. Yeah, whatever make-believe's going on. Uh, today, we're going to give you the disappearance of the people of Roanoke. Do yes. you know anything about this? And just like the little snippets that you've told me. And essentially that the that entire a, colony disappeared. disappeared. Yeah, disappearing colony. This case is one of the oldest, if not the first mystery by English settlers to the New World. USA, USA. Uh. In August of 1578, 115 settlers arrived on Roanoke Island off the coast of North Carolina. It was the second attempt by settlers to create an outpost there, and they were once again met with difficulties. It was decided that Governor John White would sail back to England for provisions, leaving a wife, daughter, and granddaughter, the first to be born in the New World. I'm going to be saying the New World a lot, so get ready for that. Great. <laughs> Unfortunately, Governor White was unable to immediately return to his family because a naval war had broken out with the Spanish, and Queen Elizabeth had called on all sailing vessels to fight the Armada. In August of 1580, three years later, John White was finally able to return to his family and community. But when he arrived, all the settlers had mysteriously disappeared. One of the only clues for him to work off of were the letters C-R-O carved into a tree where all the bark had been stripped off of it. No one from the community was ever seen again. In this episode, we are going to try to sift through the very few clues of this old mystery to see if we can discover what happened at the people of Roanoke Island. What happened? In 1587, English settlers attempted to make the first permanent settlement in the Americas, an eight-mile-long island off the coast of North Carolina. This settlement predates Jamestown and Plymouth Rock settlements that we've been told founded our modern society. Mm -hmm. Sir Walter Raleigh, famed politician, sponsored an expedition from England to the New World in order to establish new colonies. Before we get to Roanoke, we first have to look at the expedition that preceded it. Okay. In April of 1585, a fleet of seven ships departed from England with 600 men and provisions that were meant to last about a year. The shipment was met with a crisis upon reaching the Outer Banks, as the waters are notoriously dangerous. When the flagship tried to pass through one of the shallow inlets, it struck ground and was nearly destroyed. Hmm. This flagship was carrying the majority of the provisions, and much of it was destroyed by the seawater. Oh, so they were fucked. Right from the start. The scope and image of the colony suddenly had to be dramatically reduced. With 100 men fewer than intended, they began construction of a colony. A resupply shipment was scheduled to be delivered a year after their arrival, but unbeknownst to them, uh, the resupply shipment had been canceled for more pressing matters. What? Yeah, they needed the ship for something else. There was some, some other cargo that had to go out. Oh, wow. With their lack of supplies, they had to rely on the generosity of the natives. But the natives had a finite amount of food and supplies, which also needed to meet their needs of their community. Mm -hmm. With the growing needs of both communities, tensions rose, and it strained the relationship with all local tribes. Mm -hmm. To add to the tension and make matters worse, rumors were spreading among the tribes that Europeans had the ability to use invisible bullets or strike people down with their minds. This was due to the invisible pathogens and diseases that the Europeans unknowingly carried and transmitted. Mm -hmm. The assisting tribes had never been introduced to the new diseases and lacked the immunity to fight, it, fight them, making it particularly deadly. Both leaders, Roanoke's Ralph Lane and native leader Wingia, grew suspicious of each other, to the point that cohabitation was no longer possible. Wingia called his people to a larger settlement off of the mainland, while Ralph grew suspicious that an alliance against him had been made between Wingia and other local tribes, 
and that they were plotting to attack against the colony. Okay. On the 1st of June, Lane and his men took action, invading the native settlement and massacring its people. Mm. Wingia was decapitated, and his head was left as a warning on a pike at the fort. Ugh, why do people do that? It's fucked. A week later, a fleet commanded by Sir Francis Drake, the Sir Francis Drake of the Uncharted series, mm-hmm. arrived at Roanoke Island to evacuate the colonists due to the obvious rising tension. The Europeans were no longer welcome, and with a lack of resources and manpower, they didn't stand a chance against the native tribes in the area. Mm-hmm. So Sir Francis Drake came in and just swept them all up quickly. Uh, it was, from what I understood through, through some of my readings, it was actually a pretty close call. Like, you know, it was actually pretty hard to get them out there. Yeah. They had failed to make a permanent settlement, but the dream was not lost. The cause was taken up by Governor John White, who, although not listed among the original manifest, was on that initial failed trip to the Americas. Mm-hmm. He persuaded Raleigh to raise funds for another expedition to accomplish their original goal. From the previous venture, multiple men had been left on the island to establish a base. Three men had initially been left when Sir Francis Drake came in to get everybody out. Yeah. But when the resupply ships returned, they were unable to locate these three men. Hmm. Two weeks later, another resupply shipment arrived and also found the island deserted. Unwilling to leave the possible colony unattended, the captain ordered 15 men to stay on the island and establish a base for future resupply and colony ships. They disappeared. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. Well, you just said, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Desperate for a better life, 115 people departed from England and set sail under the direction of Governor John White. Sailing for more than 76 days... So wait, a hundred and... how many? Fifteen. Ah. Uh. I've read. I've read different. And so far, they've had two failed ships with no provisions, right? Well, they, the, well, that was like a, that was a whole fleet of like seven ships and like an attempted uh, colony with like six hundred people that failed and they had to be evacuated. Uh, initially, it only ended up being five hundred when they landed because initially, because they were initially their, going with six hundred, yeah. you said a hundred less, so five, yeah. So they yeah because they lost all the provisions. So after they just totally ruined the relations with the native tribes in the area and just failed it cultivating any crops and getting anything set up they dipped but governor john white's he, he he believes we could do it he's like we got nothing to lose he did just he has a lot to lose and we just have 115 people so 115 people depart from england and set sail under the direction of governor john white mm-hmm. sailing for more than 76 days they were stuck under the deck for the majority of the trip and it's okay. these are the classic wooden ships we're thinking like the the santa maria the yeah Pinto, like it's those tiny wooden ships They were supposed to be going to Chesapeake Bay, but pilot Simon Fernandez claimed that they ran out of time and marooned them off the coast of North Carolina, near the Outer Banks at Roanoke Island. It's it's dangerous traveling in the waters at certain times of year. Okay. And we'll find that later with stories when they were trying to search. Uh, This was never their intended destination at Roanoke Island, and it was the first stroke of bad luck on the new journey. Knowing that 15 men had been left on the island, John White intended to pay the men a visit, but pilot Simon Fernandez had other plans. He decided to abandon the original plan and unload the passengers at Roanoke Island. Fernandez commanded more respect, being the pilot on the previous missions as well, and John White's desire to continue to the more desirable location was ignored, despite the obvious failed attempt at colonizing that area before and, again, lack of resources. Yeah. There were no sign of the 15 men, but a pile of bones, thought to be the remains of one of the men, had been left, the probable result of a battle with the Native Americans. A few days after their arrival, colonist George Howe was attacked. He was shot with 16 arrows before they caved in his skull. Jesus. A brutal message that they were no longer welcome in the New World. Mm-hmm. 
They did have some allies in the area. On the first journey, they had returned to England with two Native Americans from different tribes, one Croatoan named Manteo and a Roanoke native named Wanchise. When they returned to the Americas, the native men had differing views of the Europeans. Manteo had an interest with working with Europeans, while Wanchise from Roanoke did not. Mm, I was gonna say where they're game. at. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say why Simon Fernandez and the passengers were so willing to abandon their planned destination for Roanoke Island. Well, the- I can tell you one thing: they weren't they weren't sailing in five star accommodations. No, they sure were not. There were far more resources available at the attended destination at Chesapeake Bay, and a resupply ship was scheduled to arrive there in 1588, not Roanoke Island, Mm -hmm. which would have greatly assisted them. The Native Americans were also far more friendly to the European settlers in Chesapeake Bay as opposed to Roanoke. The exact location of the settlement has been lost to time. The only account comes from Governor John White's journal, which describes it being placed on the north end of the island on a hilled embankment, They constructed a wooden palisade encircling the entire settlement for its protection. Shortly after their arrival, the birth of the first English person in North America occurred from John White's granddaughter, or from John White's daughter, Eleanor, giving birth to Virginia Dare. The first Englishman born in the New World. Wow. But she was lost to time, we'll find. (laughs) Oh. She, She disappears. They had a successful summer building the fort, houses, and buildings. But with the changing of the seasons, it became apparent that they needed more supplies and manpower to make their settlement a success. They were initially going to send someone of less importance from the colony, but decided that the situation was becoming dire enough that they needed to send John White himself to arrange more supplies and settlers. Because as we've learned, sometimes the ships don't come if there's other important things and, you know, they needed a good spokesman. He was only supposed to be gone for a few months, but an unexpected turn of events ended up keeping him away from the community for three years. Mm Mm-hmm. On John White's arrival to England, Queen Elizabeth ordered that all ships must remain at port. A war had broken out with Spain, and fearing an invasion, the Queen kept all English ships at the home to protect from a possible armada. Mm -hmm. In 1590, three years later, John White is finally able to return home. (laughs) He describes landing on the beach at Roanoke and climbing up a sandy embankment. He comes across a tree with the bark cleaned off of it, with the letter C-R-O carved into it. Continuing up the hill to the settlement, he finds it abandoned, without a trace as to where his family and friends have gone. The houses were completely destroyed, said to be leveled. All that remained was the wooden palisade surrounding where his home once stood. The only clue John White had left were those letters carved in the barkless tree. Mm-hmm. He concludes that this must be pointing to an island to the south of them called Croatoan, inhabited by a Native American tribe of the same name. Mm-hmm. That's where Manatea was from. Yeah. Unfortunately, John White would never know if this half-message was pointing him to a new destination, or possibly a record of an attack. Returning to the ship, bad weather quickly came in, pushing the ship further from Roanoke. It became too late in the season to continue their voyage, and they were forced to return to England. John White would never have another opportunity to return to the Americas and search for his family, letting the trail run cold. And Hmm. so he left behind his wife, daughter, and And granddaughter. granddaughter. Mm -hmm. What a guy. But today, we will be looking into the possible theories as to what happened to these lost settlers of Roanoke Island. Ann Poole runs an archaeological historical society called the Lost Colony Research Group. And she believes that settlers relocated to an area of the island that has been washed away by erosion. Nearly a quarter mile of the coastline has disappeared from the island since it was originally colonized. And her investigation has focused on an area that is now underwater, 
conducting a systematic underwater dig. It sounds it looks Scary. miserable too. Check cause check this out. They're shoveling sand through sifters, much like panning for gold. But they hope to uncover historical artifacts that will lead to the final destination of Roanoke. But they literally they can't see where they're going. They're just trying to use like GPS to grid there where they're going. Mm-hmm. Shovel, sift, toss, shovel, sift, sift, toss, and that's all they're doing. Awful. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful. In his journals, John White writes of a growth of grapevines near the community. There is a patch of vines that date to this time still in existence on the island, Mm -hmm. three miles away from the currently accepted location of the colony. More details of this area match descriptions to John White's journal, including the sandy embankments lining the coast, suggesting that we may have been looking for clues in the wrong place this whole time. The changing geography of the island has created difficulty in the search of this hypothesis as it's now underwater and there's no visibility for the site. Mm -hmm. So they're meticulously tracking the progression one shovel of earth at a time while gridding the area. To investigate the deeper areas, they've enlisted divers equipped with high power lights, metal detectors, and air blasters to move sand out of the way. That sounds fun. That sounds a lot easier. Yeah. The group has unearthed pottery and artifacts, but few dating to the 1500 date period of Roanoke. Nothing has been conclusively linked to the settlers as of today. And also, this group appears to be comprised of yokel locals volunteering. These said yokel locals? <laughs> these don't exactly look like scientists as much as people that hope to, you know, be part of a national treasure mystery treasure Aww. hunt kind of thing. Still fun, though. They're, they're still doing it. They serve a purpose. They're still yeah, doing it. Yeah, but I would hate to be that person that's just like <clears throat> Out in the sun all day, sand. Waist high in water. Yeah. Uh, well, beach every day. If the colonists left of their own French foot. If the colonists left of their own volition, are there any clues that might guide us in the direction that they were traveling? The current speculated colony site is in the center north section of the island. The CRO carved into the barkless tree was found further north closer to the tip in the coastline. This area would also be in line with Ann Poole's theory that a settlement had relocated to the grapevine section of the coast that is now partially eroded. If we continue that northerly trajectory from the settlement site to the CRO message, it points us to the Albemarle Sound. The Albemarle Sound is a large estuary on the coast of North Carolina in the United States, located at the confluence of a group of rivers. And an estuary is a partially enclosed coastal body of water where freshwater rivers and streams mix with the saltwater. So it's it's essentially blocked by like the embankment and those islands and then it's the mixing water. In 2012, historians uncovered a new clue that might shed light to their final destination. An old map was discovered called the Virginia Parse Map. It was painted by Roanoke's governor, John White. The map shows navigation paths through the Atlantic choppy waters as well as locations of Native American tribes. The British Museum discovered a section of the map where a newer piece of paper had been affixed to it covering up hidden details. With modern technology, they were able to see beneath this to give us the original composition. There had been a fort located in the Albemarle Sound that was later covered up, now called Site X. People believe that this could have been the final destination for the missing colonist. Mm -hmm. People have wondered how John White could have developed such a detailed map under the short amount of time that he was at the colony. Right. And how he could have known of the fort 50 miles away. But remember that 1587 wasn't the first time that John White traveled to the New World. Oh, yeah, that's true. He had been there two years previous on the expedition with Ralph Lane, who established a fort in the Albemarle Sound. This was first it three years previous? Possibly. I mean, I, I, yeah, two, three. 
Because he was three years that he was gone and he left his wife. Well, no, the, between the initial expedition that failed. Oh, and okay. His. Okay, okay, okay. This first trip had, of course, met with disaster. But with the better resources in the area, could this have been a potential spot for the fleeing community to go despite the danger they knew of? Sidex has been under archaeological investigation, and some people think that at least some of the Roanoke colonists could have come there. Pottery fragments of Native Americans and Europeans have been unearthed at the sites from this period, but nothing has conclusively led it to the people of Roanoke. Opposition to this theory note that there were pre-existing tension with the Native people in the area like we've discussed. Mm -hmm. They had already fled because of their actions the years previous, so returning to the area could have put the colonists in more danger. It would likely be an act of desperation if that were the case, and may have resulted in the extinction of their settlement anyway. Hmm. With their lack of resources and the lack of physical evidence remaining, it is reasonable that the only way to ensure their survival would have been the assistance from native tribes. Could the native inhabitants of Chesapeake Bay had a change of heart and taken them in? Or is there another explanation? Another explanation. Probably. Some of the men believe that the CRO carved into the tree was a warning that the settlement had been wiped out by the Croatoan tribe. But John White himself held a different belief. He believed that the colonists peacefully joined the Croatoan tribe and were assimilated into the community. Unfortunately, he was never able to prove his theory. They traveled to the Hatteras Islands, where the Croatoan tribe was located, but severe storms pushed the ship in the opposite direction uh, before they could get close enough and then they had to abandon. Mm -hmm. From the northerly point of Roanoke Island, where the CRO was carved into the tree, there would have been two points of travel to make through the Albemarle Sound, north towards the abandoned fort, Site X, or south towards Hatteras Island. All of the surrounding tribes had pre-existing beef with the colonists on the mainland, leaving the Croatoans as one of the only viable options for survival. Excavation of the northerly part of Hatteras, formerly Croatoan, have uncovered a mix of Croatoan artifacts as well as European items. Mm -hmm. They uncovered European swords, guns, copper rings, German stoneware, and a 16th century Nuremberg coin. The natives in the area would not have possessed glass, iron, or any of these items of their own accord. Right. Were these artifacts introduced to the site from scavenging the abandoned settlement or perhaps taken by force? Mm. Or were these artifacts introduced by the integration of the settlers? Mm. If the colonists did flee to the Croatoans or Site X, the main mystery to solve would be whether the colonists were murdered or integrated. Did anyone manage to survive? In the early 1700s, John Lawson was the first Englishman to return to the Roanoke area and the Outer Banks after the colony was lost. Mm -hmm. He reported that many of the native people on Hatteras had European traits, such as blue, light-colored eyes. Some people wore English clothes and used English words. There are still families today in that area that bear the same last name as some of the colonists, including Dare, Barry, and Bishop. Many claim mixed Native American and European ancestry. Does this mean that some of the colonists might have survived? Computer scientist Roberta Estes conducted DNA testing on Croatoan tribe members to determine if there was any traceable European ancestry that could be linked to the Roanoke Island settlement. Her company, the Lost Colony DNA Project, of course, it's, they're, they're, yeah, they're all very Roanoke focused, yeah. all their companies. Uh, is looking for conclusive DNA proof that the colonists integrated with the local tribe and the descendants are still living in the area. The I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they integrated, though. What, finding that mix? Yeah. They're looking for a specific characteristic that I'll break down that they think that can prove it. Okay. They invited people from North Carolina and the community with the surname of colonists to volunteer for DNA testing 
and many people did. A lot of people had oral and family history of this roanoke croatoan connection, but this would be a scientific way to prove it. They're looking specifically for Y chromosomes passed down from father to son. If colonists had integrated, many would have likely taken native wives and continued their family line. Following this Y chromosome trail, scientists would be able to more accurately trace the DNA genealogy. It is passed from father to son with few mutations, and this is what makes it useful to geneticists, as they can compare the mutation to a line, and if those mutations all match, they know it's from the same paternal ancestor. So they're looking for paternal matches here. Hmm. From a DNA sample given by a surname Brown, the name of two different possible colonists, his DNA came back with European and native background markers. The main pieces of evidence come from tracing his Y chromosome line. If it comes back as European, he could be a possible match. But if it comes back as native, then the European influence was introduced at a later date. So that's how we're finding it. Okay. If it's male European in this native line, that's likely the influence. Mm -hmm. Looking at his haplogroup, the genetic population group of people who share a common ancestor or paternal or maternal line, his did come back as European, making him a candidate to be a descendant of one of the lost Roanoke uh, uh, colonists. Uh -huh. So that is kind of in line with it that it proved that it does scientifically prove that it's possible that that happened other theories yeah famine with their lack of success to cultivate the land famine and starvation wiped out the colony surrounding native tribes scavenged the abandoned fort accounting for the artifacts unearthed on native sites as well as the ruined state of the colony when john white arrived native american tax pretty much the same thing just Tensions were already high on the colony's arrival due to the hostilities from the previous fort and expedition. The native tribes had malice and motive to eradicate European settlers mm -hmm. and wipe their existence from the land. Paranormal. Ugh, of course, there would be something. Paranormal. There's gotta be. This is, I'm not crazy. Less it's believable. UFO. <laughs> Aliens. Less believable. Oh my gosh, okay. But people hypothesized that the disappearance could be more mysterious. mysterious. The main one you see... Alien abduction. Ugh. But there are other theories such as portals, interdimensional travel, or some sort of odd slip that just like, you know, sucked all of them away kind of into a different <laughs> dimension or time. But those are really that. So in conclusion, what do you think? What happened to the lost colonists of Roanoke? Uh, probably death or integration. Yeah, I'm probably thinking and judging by some of the science I was able to find, it seems like at least some of the settlers went to the Croatones for help and then just became part of it. And again, there are the accounts of European traits in that in, in that tribe specifically down the line, like what, like two hundred years later. So Yeah. That makes sense to me. That that would make the most sense. The alien So we don't think they got sucked no. into a time slip and boo boo. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we're no, going no. with that. Let's be a little rational here. Well, we did it. We solved the mystery of Roanoke Island. Wow. Thanks it for only listening. Took us in. a couple minutes. Yeah, it wasn't even a long episode. Thanks for listening to our take on the Roanoke Island mystery, Twas the fun. disappearance of the Roanoke colony. Yep. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, rate and review. If you want more content, check out the whole Majestic Jam network, I'm Not Crazy, Urban Hermit, the Cult Classics podcast. And until then, we'll check you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.